This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. Welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host, RJ McCready, and for this episode, I'm going to take you back to the year in 2003, which doesn't really seem that long ago. It probably is. And we're going to be taking a look at the pirate adventure action movie, The Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, which was a massive hit back in that time, unexpectedly. But we'll get into that in a minute. But um, also, Joining me for the show today is my good buddy Kung Fu Dave. Dave, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Haja, you're right, guys. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dave again. <laughs> was that? Was I'm that fine. A, yeah. How are you? How are you, RJ? What was that little haja? Was that your sort of impression of a pirate? Was it? <laughs> well, it's my my kung fu kind of. Ah, oh, right. Kacha, kacha, kacha. I might, I might start doing that actually. Cause yeah. I've inherited this nickname, Kung Fu Dave, but yeah, I don't no, feel like that's to explain why. Will we explain why? <laughs> uh, no, no, let's not explain why, because I like the fact that it's a mystery. And Oh, yes. I, yes. I, I, it's like, you know, in... Um, oh, what's the... was it? Top Gear, isn't it? When the stick turns up. It's like, it's just that person. You want to you wanna take, <laughs> take the helmet off or the lid off find out who's underneath there but I think in your case I think just having that bit bit of mystery about your mate do you know what I mean it sort of gives you a little bit of a draw bit of a tension doesn't it who's this guy really so we'll just keep it running <laughs> okay yeah that's a good idea you're like you're like well this is it mate you're, you're <laughs> like a you're like an episode of the X-Files mate do you know what I mean we're, we're going to get to about season 15 and we're going to wonder you know <laughs> Who's this? Who is this guy, really? You know. Yeah, you have to wait till I'm like 80, and then uh, we're still doing the podcast when I'm 80, and then I'll, I'll explain all then. We've got a good few years yet. What's, what's to say you're not you're not already 80 years old? Maybe you've you know. Well, listen. yeah, that, that's. Like... Mate, maybe. Uh, that's a mystery, isn't it? You, you're like Scooby Doo, mate. Do you know what I mean? You've really got a latex mask, and one day I'm going to take it off. Oh my god, you know. He's an 80-year-old man. <laughs> Inked up with tattoos. It's on about tattoos, mate. You got any old, you got any pirate tattoos on you, on you, on your body? Uh, I haven't actually. No. No. So I mean, I think it'll be a bit, you know, a bit too, um, bit too much of a pirate tattoo. But they do have a lot of tattoos, pirates, don't they? So, oh yeah, I think that's kind maybe of. I should. I, I think there's some some things you do associate pirates with, isn't there? You know, um, there's usually is it a parrot on the shoulder? They usually got a missing limb somewhere. Uh, they got usually got hipster beard, haven't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very sort of. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine, and I thought about this earlier because you know you start thinking about the world of pirates. I imagine back in the day they were probably quite vicious and probably quite nasty characters. Um, 
but as time has gone on, it's kind of like this. It's it's become romanticised, isn't it? Over time. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, if you look at piracy today, it's all, especially like in Africa and things like that. It's all um, quite violent, isn't it? It's quite a yeah. violent environment to be in. And I imagine it wasn't a lot dissimilar back back in the uh, Caribbean back in the day. But um, yeah, as you said, Hollywood's all made it so cool and romanticised it. But hey ho. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, there you go. I mean, you just said the phrase there, is it? Hey ho. Hi ho. Hoo-ha, diddly-dee. <laughs> Pirate's life for me, isn't it? The old, the old sea shanty. But there were a few, hit, you know, they, they almost come across as sort of like anti-heroes, didn't they? You know, of like, you know, you had Edward Teach of Captain Blackbeard. Um, and, I, and they didn't really last that yeah. long either, did they? It was because they come out of a phrase, um, well, well-lived life but short-lived, wasn't it? And... I think they had like pirate codes and things mm. like that and buried treasure. The Goonies. Yeah, it's all. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's so cool, isn't it? Pirates thing. Well, let's get into this then. We're, uh, talking about pirates, we'll talk about this movie, which is a bit of an unexpected hit back in the day, but like, so I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, what we'll do then, Dave, is we'll hit the high seas, let's get into the uh, pirate ship, let's go to the Caribbean, and we'll play you guys a trailer and we'll see you soon. don't know what this is, do you? Aztec gold. The heathen gods placed upon the gold a terrible curse. Ten years we've searched. Every last piece we have found, save for this. Hello, Bobby. They've taken Elizabeth. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. We must save her. Where do we start? Jack Sparrow. He talked about the Black Pearl. Make a deal with him. He could lead us to it. You forget your place. You are a blacksmith. If you spring me from this cell, I shall take you to the Black Pearl and your bonnie lass. You're a pirate. I forgot one very important thing, mate. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. Not sure I deserve it. You're not facing normal pirates. Cruel, demented, vicious pirates, to be certain. Say goodbye! Goodbye. But cruel, demented, vicious pirates who cannot be killed. The moonlight shows us for what we really are. That's interesting. We are cursed men. I hardly believe in ghost stories anymore. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Jets, you all remember Captain Jack Sparrow. Kill him. I'm gonna teach you the meaning of pain. You like pain? Try wearing a corset. Pirates of the Caribbean, the curse of the Black Pearl. 
And welcome back guys, so the synopsis of this film is a blacksmith, Will Turner, teams up with eccentric pirate Captain Jack Sparrow to save his love, the governor's daughter from Jack's former pirate allies who are now undead. It's a PG-13, it's got a 143 minute runtime, and it's classed as an action-adventure fantasy movie which came out in 2003, so Dave, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I imagine you was yeah. probably you was probably quite young when you watched this, wasn't you? Did you go see this at the cinema as a kid? I, I did. I remember going to see this at the cinema with my cousin actually. Yeah. Uh, when it came out in two thousand and three, wasn't it? That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought it was really cool when I went to watch it. I, mean, I was in two thousand three. I would have been. Oh God. Twelve, uh, thirteen. Twelve years old. So is that? Maybe. I'm, thir- I'm 30 now, so... Yeah, you would have been about 12 years old back then, mate. I was never any good at maths, yeah. but I figure that's probably a roundabout sort of why you would have been about that age, wouldn't you? <laughs> so, yeah. so I'd just been allowed in the in the cinema with a parent, so if it's PG-13, wouldn't I? One second, Dave. <laughs> Let me go and get my calculator and work out how old you was back then. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try and work out this equation. Hang on. <laughs> Yeah, Dave was about 12. (laughs) God, glad we ironed that out for the show. Oh, dear. How old were you, anyway? Oh, mate. um, Oh, 20. 25 years old. Would have been. Oh, blimey. It doesn't really feel that old, does it, the film? <laughs> That's it, I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> it doesn't to me, but it's sort of... 25 it's, years old, I mm, <laughs> I know, yeah, come on, Dave, give me a break, will you? <laughs> 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 sounds too surprised. <laughs> oh, no, no, absolutely not, no. Uh, You're not that old, are you? Nah, I don't, I don't, feel, don't feel it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear yeah but like I say yeah you're right though it doesn't feel like it was that long ago and I'm sure there's a couple of people listening to this thinking the same probably um, yeah but yeah I, I I remember going to watch another movie and I saw the trailer for this movie and all the posters like you used to um, obviously before when the times when you used to be able to go to the cinema with everything that we've been through right now in the world Um. And I looked at it and I thought, it's just sprung out from nowhere, this film. Because back in 2003, there wasn't... It was very very early days of the internet. I don't even think you had social media then, so there wasn't any massive build-up to this film. And pirate movies hadn't done particularly well. Uh, you had, uh, I think you had Cutthroat Island with Gina Davis before this. That didn't do very well. Uh, there was one that came out in the 80s called Pirates with Walter Matthew. That didn't do very well. So they weren't they weren't films that were bringing in big budgets, nor were they doing very well critically. And then all of a sudden Pirates of the Caribbean came out and then boom, it just it was just massive. It, it, brought, it took a lot of money 
But more importantly, it's, it's a decent film. It's got a really good plot, really good story, characters. Yeah, it has, isn't it? It's really... Yeah, it's a really good story, really cool. Really quirky as well, as you know, I'd say. It's, it's like... Yeah. It's got some interesting parts to it. Characters as well, as we'll, we'll talk about a bit later on. But, yeah, the right sort of mixed bag of different individuals in this film. And there's a lot of big names, isn't there? A lot of big actors. Yeah, that's um, right. Um... Who do a really good job, so... And I think that you've got um, uh, the supernatural element in this film as well. And I think that was a a, a, a selling point for this movie. And there's uh, the producer for this film, which is Jerry Bruckheimer. And we've spoken about him before in on, on episodes, haven't we, with um, Armageddon. And he was having a, yeah. he was having a phenomenal time. In the 90s and the early 2000s with, you know, films like The Rock and Con Air. And he really knew how to try and add that ingredient to a movie. And I think the story with this is that he had the script put on his put on his table and he said, it's a pirate movie, how about we put some supernatural element into it? And I think that's kind of what sold this movie, is, you know, undead pirates. Pirates looking like skeletons on board a ship and... Um, not only that, you've got um, you know Jack Sparrow. He's like the um, he's kind of like a sort of Han Solo character in this, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Because I was when I watched this the other night, I thought it there's little elements of uh, Star Wars and New Hope in this because you kind of got yeah, definitely. You got Will Turner, who's kind of like Luke Skywalker, and then you've got Kira Knightley, who's kind of like Princess Leia. And then you kind of got Jack Sparrow, who's kind of like the sort of, you know, you know, because Han Solo is kind of like that sort of pirate anyway, isn't he? You know, he's a smuggler. Uh, he's kind of got this backstory with Jabba the Hutt and all that sort of stuff. And um, I just thought there's a little bit of a similarity here with this movie. I've never really thought of it before. Yeah, he's, I mean, Captain Jack Sparrow is obviously very kind of, he's very good. Yeah. But he comes across as quite stupid sort of stupid character doesn't he like he's getting himself into all sorts of bother and then always seems to find you know a way out of it doesn't he? <laughs> yeah but I, f- I think the more i think he does but i think he uses that he tries to trick people to think that i'm a stupid character but he's really he, he's he's playing he's almost like a poker player isn't he? he's got his poker face on and he's kind of he's he's always seems to have the cards but he never tells you and um Obviously, throughout yeah, this film, yeah. he's kind of playing the sides a little bit, isn't he? You know, he's using, like, as we find out later on, he uses Captain Norrington to take on the pirates and then draw out Barbosa and let them fight. And whilst they're fighting, he's carrying on taking the treasure and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, it's... <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if... I don't know if I mean, it's some great... Some great one-liners in there as well he comes out with. But... Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um... Captain. Yeah, just. I mean, I, I was, I was when I was watching it yesterday for this for this review. I was kind of laughing. Really, it was brilliant. Some of the mm. stuff is. I mean, I appreciate it now more being a bit older than I was when I watched it. Um, it's, yeah, it's just funny. Like, it's just so, <laughs> just so stupid and dumb, but like clever at the same time. Which is yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. <laughs> um. Yeah, because there's a there's a bit in the movie, um, but 
like I say when I watched it, it it's it's at the end, sort of spring spring forward to the end here, but it's where him and Will have been captured because Will's trying to sort of save him from getting hung. And he's got muskets in his face, he's got swords in his face, he's got Norrington, you know, wanting to put him on the sort of docks again and all that. Uh, the Jack goes, hang on a second, he goes, I'm seeing a good thing here somewhere, you know, I can see how this is all going to work out for everybody. <laughs> it's like, you just chuck a line in, wouldn't it, you know. Yeah, yeah it's... And then Norrington looks at his tattoo and he goes, oh, Captain Jack Sparrow. And then he comes out and he says, yeah, but you you have heard of me like that. You know, he's, he's, he's yeah. pretty chuffed, isn't he, that, you know, he's, he's known. <laughs> oh, he's famous yeah. across the Caribbean, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. So let's have a look at who's um, directed this film. So I always like to throw that in there. So uh, you've got a uh, director called Gore Verbinski. Um, and... Another movie that he made before this was actually Mouse Hunt, uh, which is a, oh, com- a film. comedy film. And he did a couple of short movies called... Uh, he did the Budweiser advert. I don't know if you remember the one with the frogs. <laughs> kind of, the frogs are on the pond and they're just going, Bud? Why? Zer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> Bud? <laughs> Why? Yeah, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so... This was what this guy was doing before he did Pirates of the Caribbean. So, you know what I mean? It's like, so he's, you know, he was destined for success. He was also a... I mean, he started he started out doing music videos, didn't he? Well, that's right. Yeah, I'm glad you just said that because he, he started out as a punk guitarist. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. So, and I imagine that, there you go, you know, like, because, again, you know, with Captain Jack Sparrow... There's that Keith Richards thing, isn't there? You know, he's saying that he was sort of based himself on a sort of old sort of guitarist and the rock and roll. And I think um, Johnny Depp even came out and said, you know, they were kind of like the old rock and rollers of the time, weren't they? The way they dressed and tattoos and drinking and, you know, yeah, this yeah, rock was, and yeah. roll lifestyle. So, um, kind of get that. Not really giving a shit about what they're doing. And, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's. Laid back attitudes. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, take, I mean, you're talking about punk guitar, you take, like, the Sex Pistols back in the day, weren't they? They were kind of, like, a little bit off the grid, weren't they? And uh, getting into all sorts of mischief, and but then very successful at the same time, weren't they? I think the Rolling Stones was the same as well, mm. you know. Uh, <laughs> I think a couple, I think even Keith Richards did a little bit of time in jail back in the day. Uh, these these guys were like you know, but then they were like heroes at the same time, weren't they, with the public? So yeah. Um, sorry, Keith, Keith Richards, if you just happen to be listening to this show. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Keith. <laughs> well, it was funny because we couldn't remember what his name was, could we? Last week. Yes. Yeah, and you know, little shout out to yeah. Darren Randall. Darren was Darren spoke to me the other day, and he said, "Yeah." He's like shout. He's shouting. He's like Keith Richards. Keith Richards. <laughs> he yeah, yeah. He was, he was telling me. He was telling me as well. He was like, oh, shouting at his, shouting at his phone or when he was listening to it in the car or something. He, oh. He's like Keith Richards. It's Keith Richards. Come on. I wonder how many times you know. <laughs> so yeah, we've done that on the show. You know, you get someone listening to the show and then they're on the train listening. They're just shouting out. <laughs> it's that Sorry, guy. Darren. Come on, guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't you know anything about films for crying out loud? <laughs> Do your goddamn homework, man. Just <laughs> yeah, googling it, like. Oh dear. The other thing about this film as well, with um, and I, I can compliment this film all day long because, as I said, you know, it's got a really good stories, got really good characters. Um, there's actually quite a lot of uh, practical stuff in here with the ships and the and the sets, and and the and the movie soundtrack to this is just incredible, isn't it? You know, it's just so it's thumping. Um, it just. I- Hans Zimmer, wasn't it? It was Hans Zimmer and uh, a guy called Klaus Badel. Um, so it was a combination of the two, and they both, they were both involved with the Gladiator soundtrack. So um, I think they've even said that they've used bits of Gladiator in this. Because um, I guess they wrote and produced it. I guess they can just chop it up and use little bits. So you can certainly hear that. I mean, yeah, going to the what, the soundtrack, it's very clever what they did to it, because when you hear it, like, you hear it, you know exactly what film it's from, don't you? And you, and it takes you to a kind of, like, kind of piratey environment, doesn't it? That Yeah. Yeah, it takes you back to it, doesn't it, straight away? Yeah, I think soundtracks to a movie is always good when you listen to it, when you're not watching the film, so I mean, I actually listened to the soundtrack before we did the review, just just off YouTube or something like that. And when you listen to it, you can picture the scenes in your head, what's going on. And you think, oh, this is this is the scene where they're having a yeah. battle between the Interceptor and the Black Pearl, or this is when you know you can see Jack Sparrow just walking into the. Uh, Port Royal, can't you, off his ship and he's got that funny walk about him and he's just wandering around. Um, and I always think that these composers are just as clever as the actual directors and everybody else that's putting it together because I think they watch the film and they must be there with a keyboard and they're just thinking, oh, okay, let's just, just see where we go with this and they probably start playing a tune and getting into the, you know, the pirate they get a real feel for it don't they you know it's very clever yeah yeah they were, yeah, really get into it but I mean it's, like I said it's just the soundtrack's really cool isn't it and, and everyone like everyone knows what film it's from like yeah. it's not it's not a song you hear say that they play it on the radio tonight and you've got someone listening to it people would know where it's from because it's that famous um <laughs> Where some films you listen to the soundtrack and you think, oh, it's not. I don't know what what film's that from. What film's that from? But everyone will know if this song or that that main sort of title theme is the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if because I mean the, the film is based on a. Is it based on a? It's based on a ride, isn't it? It's based uh, on a ride at, at Disney. Disney yeah, Land. yeah. It was actually. Um, I think the ride itself is called just called the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a ride I've been on myself, um, and it's quite good, and. Having been on that and watched the movie, they really have captured that captured that sort of aesthetic, that real mood. And I think there's even, if you look around, they've even chucked a couple of the props from that ride into this movie. 
Uh, I think there might be a oh, couple wow. of Easter eggs here and there from that ride. So, and then when this film became the success that it was, it they had to close that ride down because there were so many people going to Disney to actually just go onto that attraction, um, <laughs> which was crazy, you know. And like I said it's you've gone from pirate movies being movies that directors avoided because they said, you know, these films don't make any money, you know. Um, to it becoming a massive success in 2003 to I mean the the take in here was 650 million dollars for a 140 million dollar budget and that like I say it was just a sleep hit and um, then it's gone on to go and make five other movies I think there's another one in production as well so yeah yeah they yeah, they've really gone out to town on this film, haven't they? Mm. And um, I was just going to say about the, the... It's a bit... I mean, going back to the ride scene, sort of, the attraction. I've never known a film to be based on a, a theme park ride, which is quite cool in a way, isn't it? <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they'd be able to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> the Nemesis Inferno... Uh, Oh my god, Jack. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That'd be a great film, wouldn't it? <laughs> the vampire ride from Chesington World of the Adventures. So. Oh <laughs> 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 The merry go round. Oh. <laughs> we used to have this we used to have this um theme park in Nottingham called the American Adventure. We used to have this train this other is why I call the runaway train. All right. <laughs> Which I think every every theme park has got one. Thank God. Imagine if they based the film on that. It was the most boring ride I've ever been on. <laughs> what, what was it called? The runaway train. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was boring. So what? What are you trying to say, Dave? Are you actually getting off the ride was the fastest thing about it. I think. Yeah. I think. I mean, I was only young. Well, if the whole place closed down, but. All right. <laughs> It was just terrible. I mean, the, the whole theme park was great, but just that ride. <laughs> what did I think yeah. you was going mean, to say? I... What, what the thing is, though, as soon as you said, and sorry, but I know you live in Nottingham. Sorry if anybody listens is living in Nottingham. <laughs> you said theme park in Nottingham. And I was going to say, well, shit was that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's closed down, oh, obviously. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was... Um, it is called the American Adventure. I don't know why. Um, oh, right. But yeah, it was all based on like cowboys and Indians and things like that. Right, okay. Um, I mean, it's good for when I was a little kid and things like that, but it was just, yeah. It's the same when it goes on, really. It was quite fun. I was going to say, gonna say we, haven't, we haven't sold this place at all, have we? Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sorry, guys. It's closed down, so you're never going to go over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, there's a little bit of trivia to this movie. Um, the trivia is that they actually wanted Robert De Niro to play Captain Jack Sparrow initially. I don't know. Well, it's a different character altogether, isn't it? He's a different actor. So, I don't think... I think what we had with, with Johnny Depp was very... You know, it was very, um, well, he made it his own kind of character, didn't he? And everyone knows who Jack Sparrow is because of Johnny Depp. But 
I think if we had Robert De Niro, I think yeah, it would have been like I said, it would have been a very different film. Yeah, I think so. Um, but then I suppose it's one of those things where you know you just don't know, do you? It's the same as no. we could be sat here saying, you know, say Robert De Niro made Pirates of the Caribbean, it could have been a massive success, and because I think Robert De Niro has come out with a great sense of humour in movies, especially when he did. Um, I think the changing point for him was when he did Meet the Fockers. And, you know, he's absolutely hilarious in that. And he's gone from playing these serious roles in the sort of 70s and 80s, like with Taxi Driver and The Untouchables. And, yeah, he could, he could have just turned it around, you know, and all of a sudden critics could have said, yeah, this performance from De Niro is just, like, different to what he's done before and he's become very sort of comical and it works. And then we could be sat here today saying... Oh, Johnny Depp was supposed to play, and we could all go. Oh, I don't know, <laughs> but you just don't know, do you? And that's yeah. that's the way cinema yeah. can go sometimes. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Just never know. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, there's a little bit about. Um, I, I just found this interesting as well. It's uh, Jeffrey Rush. So every time he's on screen, he's standing to the left side of the camera, and. Right. He, his way of doing that is it's, it's, it's a strange old thing is that he he tried to put himself in the position of a book as people read a book from left to right so every oh, time wow. every time people look at the screen they most often look to the left because they look at it as if they're reading a book that was his rationale behind it I just thought I'd throw that one in well, there so he chose I'm... to do that yeah uh, as an actor yeah, yeah obviously he played um the, com- uh, the Elizabeth Swan's dad, didn't he? Um, uh, no, no, Rush was uh, Barbosa. Oh, no, yes, he was. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting yeah. confused. Yeah. Would you, I, I, actually, from saying that, from saying that he, he stood on the left, I, yeah, he did, didn't he, always? Yeah, and looking after. From looking back, from watching it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny it's because you don't really, and I thought bring that up, you know, with films is. You, there's things like that that happen and when, when you, when you realise it you just think oh yeah every time I watch that now he's on the left well especially when he's got a talking part he's just stood on the left side of the camera and he's, his thoughts were that you know when you watch it as an audience you just look to the left and it's like you're reading a book so yeah bizarre thought I'd throw that one in um, <laughs> different bit of trivia there for a yeah, moment it's weird yeah so um, yeah but um, let's have a look at the film then, mate, from the story point of view. So the film's based in 1720, and apparently this is like the the golden age of pirates looking in the history books. So uh, you would have had like George, King George I, I think, on the throne back in England. It was still a time of early exploration in the world. And um, it was very, you know, the, the aesthetic is that sort of swashbuckling time, isn't it? It's very sort of romance size now, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, you've got swords, you've got muskets. Um, you know, people of high authority were wearing wigs, weren't they? And um, yeah, I, I was thinking it was almost like the sort of musketeers, but actually the musketeers was 100 years before this. It was a little bit earlier, but... Oh wow! I, I could imagine that going on as well at the same time. I had a quick look, but it wasn't. Um, 
But, yeah. And the film starts off with the HMS Dauntless. And they come across a, a child, don't they, in the water, which turns out to be Will Turner. And um, he's got a pirate medallion around his neck, hasn't he? And um, that kind of sort of starts the story off, doesn't it? And you've got Elizabeth Swan, who basically protects him here, doesn't she? To take the medallion off him. To stop him, basically, I suppose, getting put into prison, I guess, for being a pirate. Yep, she does, yep. She takes it for herself, and she... Uh, and obviously keeps it for the duration of her teenage years, isn't she? And then that's when we sort of see her grow up. Yeah. And that, that medallion is sort of the, the sort of basis of the film, isn't it? Yeah, which... which... I'm sure we'll get into in a minute. I think, again, it's, as I said, it's very clever because, you know, when you think of pirates, you think of pirate gold, and they've thrown that one in straight away, haven't they? And it's got like a... And the gold is like Aztec gold, but it's got a skull on it. So when you look at it, you just... Yeah. You, 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 you immediately put into that, oh, this is a pirate movie, and there's gold, and there's a ghost ship. Um, so, yeah, so it springs forwards. Eight, eight years later, it's uh, Port Royal. And you're introduced to Captain Jack Sparrow who comes in looking like he's on a, you know, proper <laughs> decent pirate ship, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. Oh yes, yeah, fantastic grand ship that he comes into the port on. <laughs> yeah, and he's um, yeah. So the, he's his tiny little ship is starting to sink, isn't it? And it just just in time for him just to step step onto the uh, pontoon. And, I love uh, that bit where, yeah. he, where he kind of is on top of it and then he just steps off it as the ship goes underwater, doesn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah. What a brilliant entry. <laughs> and I think that's, a, like I say, it's a great entry for this character, isn't it? Of, and you, when I remember when I watched this, I was completely sold with him. I thought, oh, here we go. And it just, <laughs> it just keeps building on that block, doesn't he? So he's spending a bit of time in Port Royal. Um, you also introduced to Will Turner who's a blacksmith and obviously uh, Elizabeth Swan she's set up for marriage to, to Norrington isn't it there's that story there but she's really in love with mm. Will Turner and so you've got all these little strands and the other thing here is with this film there's a lot of backstories here isn't there with these characters um, which you, I suppose you could probably look into a little bit more um, but then you've got, uh, is it Elizabeth Swan? She's, she's stood on top of that cliff, isn't she? With Norrington and he's like basically sort of asking her to marry him. And then she's, she's got this like corset on, isn't she? Which is basically sort of <laughs> strangling her and she falls off. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, this basically ties in the story now, doesn't it? With, with Jack, who's kind of like being stopped by the two guardsmen isn't he and then she falls in the water and then he goes to her rescue yep Uh, uh, but that's the point isn't it with that that medallion because she's wearing her hand and then he goes underwater and doesn't it like kind of come out and send this kind of shock wave through the ocean doesn't it and that's where you kind of see that kind of supernatural element to the film where it sort of starts to take shape yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, it's almost calling, calling the uh, the pirates to 
its location, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a sort of 18th century GPS, isn't it? You know, it's like sending it out to the pirates, <laughs> so it's kind of giving them that sort of beacon, isn't it? You know. Um. So yeah. <laughs> so Jack, he's he's become the hero, but then he, they realise he's a pirate. And then this is where you can sort of see the, like the double cross because then he uses Elizabeth Swan then he to try and get away. And um, you notice all the uh, you notice all the other possessions he's got now as well with the compass for the other movies, and then he's got the single shot flint flintlock, isn't he? Which you know, obviously you find out he wants to use on Barbosa later on. And then he comes out with that line, doesn't he? he goes this. This is the time where you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow, isn't it? <laughs> Off he goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I remember someone saying that. I think it's totally unrelated, but he, um, this guy at my school, when I was at school, he uh, climbed out the window. Said, oh, really? This is almost... Yeah, he climbed out this, the window, ran off from one of the teachers and said, this is the time... I won't mention his name, but... Yeah, this is the time you almost caught bloody blah and then ran off. That's from Pirates of the Caribbean, though. Oh, oh okay. dear! What did he do? Jump onto the mast yeah. of the boat and then sail off somewhere? Oh, <laughs> yeah, down dear. the river, River Trent in Nottingham, <laughs> <laughs> which my school was conveniently located next to. So. No, oh, he just, right. I think he just ran off into the playground. Very naughty boy, obviously. But oh man, that um, sounds hilarious. Yeah, very entertaining. <laughs> oh dear. So we got. Um, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, yeah, we got this. Uh, Jack gets away, and then he. This is where he. The story ties up with Will Turner, doesn't it? Because they have a fight. In the. Um, in the blacksmiths, don't they? Um, yeah. And then. You've got Jack who gets captured after that by Norrington's men. He gets put into a jail. And then that night, this is when the Black Pearl turns up. And you're introduced to a few side characters here. I think it's like Mackenzie Crick who plays the sort of comic relief character, isn't it? With the, He's got like the one eye that's missing. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He's, yeah, from The Office, isn't he? Yeah. And this is where, again, you've kind of got that sort of me. That little bit of a tie-in here now where in some stories you always have these two sort of buffoonery type characters, don't you, that just sort of help the story go along, you know. <laughs> and um yeah, so you've got Barbosa who invades the town, he captures um Elizabeth Swan, she gets taken onto the Pearl, and now you have a Kind of like an uneasy alliance between Jack and Will, don't you? Which, which is kind of cool. I kind of like that when you get that in films where you've got this pirate who teams up with a you know blacksmith, and he basically says to him, you know, we've got to go and rescue her. And Jack comes out with this master plan, doesn't he? And I think it's pretty cool how they manage to. This is where you you see Jack Jack Sparrow's methods here, don't you? With him tricking Norrington's men to set up the sailing ship for them and then they sort of come up with this oh, master yeah. plan don't they to switch it over <laughs> yeah because they they 
the two of them nip the ship, one of the ships, and they come with the other ship, and then they all invade the uh, Norrington Skies, all invade the ship they're on, and they, they jump on the other ship and sail off, don't they? Yeah, Very clever. Yeah, it's clever, and like I say, it's, there's a really good shot. I think you mentioned it earlier, I sent you that picture of um, Jack Sparrow. He stood there looking behind himself, and he with the um, flintlock um, pistol, and then you got Will Turner there. I just think that's a really good shot. And he's just sort of smiling, isn't he? Sort of going, yeah, here we go. So, yeah, um, it's, it's, <laughs> and he said, "Is this Norton?" Say so that is the no one. No, because previously in the film, Norton says, "Oh, that's the worst pirate I've ever met." Yeah, and then one of his gut when. <laughs> When they nick the shit, one of his is like commanders or something. So that's the best pyro I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Norrington, I mean, like I say, Norrington, he's he's doing his best, and he's thinking, I'm I'm trying to be this successful guy, but and he's also thinking that the woman that he's loved is more drawn towards these pirate type characters as well so he's kind of frustrated yeah. there, isn't he for he's, he's he's a guy who's frustrated throughout this movie isn't he because <laughs> he's thinking I'm trying to be the good guy here but oh dear the pirates winning all day yeah, long. He's, yeah he's, he's a bit of a goody two shoes isn't he and he's a bit not, too much yeah you know he's not really yeah he's a bit like oh buy the book all the time yeah um can't always do things by the book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a good character, isn't he? He's, he is. Like he's, he's, his story um, branches out, doesn't he, as the next films. Um, certainly in the sequels, isn't he? He, became, he becomes more of an interesting type character, I think. Um, so, yeah, so you've got... Um, so you've got Will... And Jack, who are now pursuing the Black Pearl, which is kind of cool because you've got this like uneasy alliance, and then they're being tracked down by the the British fleet. And then you've got the Black Pearl. You get a scene here with Barbosa and Elizabeth Swan, where he's basically telling you the story now of what's what's happened with this gold, and that they've gone out to the was it the island of Muta. Uh, for this cursed treasure of Cortez. Well, yeah, that was it. And they've taken was it eight hundred and eighty-two pieces of gold pieces from this this treasure, and there's one piece that's missing. And they, it's turned out that it's turned them into these um, supernatural zombies. goals, isn't it? zombies, isn't it? Yeah, uh, where they can live forever, but they can't. They they don't feel alive, do they? They can't eat. They eat and drink, and nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, so they're carrying this. Stay the same sort of, and it's only in the moonlight, isn't it, that they? Yeah, which is pretty cool. Form show. I thought that was wicked. You know, you know when the um, you get all them scenes on the um, on the screen with all the moon, like the moonlit sea, and you know they've got all these when they put their hands in the moonlight you've got one half of their arm which is a skeleton the other half is like the normal flesh oh, that's brilliant that's great yeah. Quite, yeah. the way they do that film and, and how it's um, you know it's, it still looks good today doesn't it so, to say it's, it was made in 2003 yeah um, that's what I was saying earlier I think that's the bits with the 
um, Barbosa's men's looking like um, supernatural goals um, is the only bit of CGI that I can really see in this film because the rest of it is, looks like it's all practical effects and they must have used real pirate ships or you know vessels because none of that looks like CGI at all does it um, no. which I think complements this movie and then I like it when Barbosa comes out and says something like, oh, you don't have to worry about um, anything, Miss Swan, because you're already living in a ghost story. You know, this is a real one. And then his face changes, doesn't it, with the, um, like, say, the moonlight. And she's getting whisked away all over the ship, isn't she? Yeah. And... Yeah, it's like quite a scary environment to be in, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. And then this is where you kind of get the... There's a lot of double crosses in this movie, isn't there? Where now Swan says that her surname is Turner, isn't it? So then Barbosa thinks that she is the daughter of Bootstrap Bill, which is Will Turner's dad. And he's another character that you find out later on in the series. And he thinks that she he's going to now need to use her to take her blood for the, to take away the curse. And as it turns out, when they get to that, get to that island, it's um, it's not the case, is it? No. <laughs> 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 so you get like your first double cross there, which is quite clever because I think if that did happen, this film would probably be over quite quick, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we'd have been like, oh, it was a bit boring. <laughs> yeah. But before but that, no, yeah, it doesn't happen for them, is it? Nah. But before that, you get uh, Jack and Will, who, and like I say, there's quite a lot. There's quite a lot that goes on with this film as well. Um, you get Jack and Will that team up with uh, a crew from a pirate island in Tortuga. Yeah, yeah. Which, Mr. Gibbs. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Gibbs, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, he's pretty cool, isn't he? He's he's got his little bottle of rum. Well, he was the guy at the beginning, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he turns. Yeah, he, well, he was the one of the daughters. He goes, "I'm not saying it's pirates, but I'm just saying it, sir. That's all." <laughs> He's like, "Got this thing of pirates in it." I'm not saying it's pirates, but I think it's pirates. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's definitely the bloke yeah. that you could, you know, you imagine you go to a pub, and there's always usually a, a local down there that'll tell you stories, isn't it? You know. Go, go buy me some yeah, rum and I'll yeah, tell he, you I'll tell you a story. <laughs> well he, he was obviously on the on the uh in the Royal Navy, wasn't he? He was on the, the boat at the beginning and then obviously it's been so much obviously happened in his life to make him you know, be a bit of a pisshead in uh, a bar in Tortuga, sort of sleeping with the pigs, because that's a scene where they go and find him with the pigs, don't they? Yeah, I think he, he, Mr. Gibbs is the part of the pirate story, whether he's put in there. Is some of the real pirates actually did that, didn't they? Um, where they actually worked for the Royal Navy and then they had enough of the system, I guess you could say. And then they were like realising that pirates were actually living this better life at that time. So they sort of turned mm. into piracy. And I guess that's kind of like Gibbs' stories, thinking, oh, you know what? I've had enough of all this, like, you know, Norrington lark, and I'm going to go and join the pirates, you know. 
Yeah, it's like he's gone from the, the public sector to the private sector, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. He's kind of had enough, you know. He's kind of gone... Yeah, so he's probably gone down sort of like the capital. There's a lot, of, lot, lot more money to be made out of the piracy game, I guess. So I guess that's his yeah. story. But, um, yeah, so Jack and Will, they... You know, there's a few moments here, isn't there, where Jack's kind of come across a few few ladies and they <laughs> slaps him around the face. I didn't deserve that. <laughs> well, I might have just deserved that, didn't he? <laughs> it's like a row of them where you can slap him in the face, isn't it? Cause yeah, that's it. Putting his aura about, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Having a good time. True yeah. rock and roll lifestyle. This rock and roll lifestyle, that's it. So he's recruited, um, he's got a crew now, hasn't he, of um, proper like pirate looking characters as well, isn't there? There's one with a sort of hipster beard and he doesn't say anything, he's got like a parrot on his shoulder, doesn't he? He just looks like that sort of archetypical type pirate. He's the one, yeah, the proper, he's a proper pirate he is, isn't he? Yeah. He's just the guy with the parrot, he's got that bandana on his head, missing teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that's it the epitome yeah. of the scruffy looking pirate but yeah and he's obviously got the um, the lady from yeah she was in Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't she yeah I mm-hmm. thought that was her wasn't it she was in Guardians and Star Trek wasn't she um, yeah 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 I thought yeah. that was her I didn't realise that was her at the time but then yeah so they've um, so they've recruited a crew they've got the Interceptor um they go to the island of uh, Muta, and that's where Barbosa has done this sacrifice with a coin. Doesn't work out. Um, they rescue Will, rescues Elizabeth, and then Jack gets captured now, doesn't he? So you've now got um, Will, who's left on the interceptor, and he's trying to get away from the pearl. And you now have mm. this really cool battle scene between the Pearl and the Interceptor, which is kind of like the old days of, um, I don't know, remember like the old Errol Flynn sort of, there was like the old black and white um, pirate movies that you used to have. And I think, it re- yeah, they used to tell you sometimes. Yeah, so you yeah, kind of have, it's almost like a sort of Robin Hood on, on the high seas, you know, where you get the sort of hero who would cut the line and the line would sort of throw you up the mast and you got like cannons going off and uh, sword fighting and yeah it's pretty cool very cool and then uh, Will's basically come out and said you know we're out of cannonballs so let's just chuck in a load of uh, cutlery and stuff yeah Yeah, and then you've got that they, they obviously fire a load of cutlery and it goes in um, that guy's eye, doesn't it? Mackenzie Crook's eye, <laughs> like doesn't it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. 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 <laughs> if it's, if it's, it's like one of those... Around and he's, like, he's one of those characters where if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to him, isn't it? You know, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So now, you like I say, you keep getting the switch, then you like to say, Jack's on the pearl... Um, then the Black Pearl take up, take on the Interceptor, then they you get Will, who's left uh, below decks. It's starting to sink. You think he's going to die. And there's an explosion on the ship, which basically releases him. And 
I think this is where Will now makes a bargain with Barbosa, isn't it? To basically. Um, oh, he says, uh, "I'm." Or is they they talk about the the coin? Don't they say, "Oh, yeah, he'll you know he'll sort them out, give them if they're free the crew and then free Elizabeth, um, and he'll sort of help them lift the curse." Is that is that? Right? Yeah, that's right. So he says, if you release uh, Elizabeth and Jack and the crew, crew, then um, you can take me. So he, he kind of does the sort of hero thing here, doesn't he? And then this is where they drop Jack and uh, Elizabeth spawn onto this island. And this is where oh, yeah. <laughs> this is where Jack Sparrow's got this kind of. <sighs> it's like his famous story, isn't it? Where he's been on this island and he's managed to get away and. <laughs> he said he's used like two sea turtles to get away, isn't it? And all this sort of stuff. <laughs> and then Liz, yeah, she finds out. Yeah, she? she says, "So how long was you here?" He goes, "Oh, just three days with with a whole load of rum, isn't it?" It's like <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets drunk with him, doesn't she? And they're like running around a campfire, and there's a bit of silliness. And uh, then she decides to use all the rum to like create this fire as a signal. And then that's where you get Norrington turn up to basically rescue them. And you've now got uh, uh, Elizabeth Swan, who's basically persuaded him, Norrington, for marriage, isn't it? And said, look, you know, I will marry you. If you go and rescue Will Turner, because he's just about to yeah. go and get sacrificed, and then again, this is where you've got um, Jack Sparrow now, who's doing all the sort of he'd do a double cross, wasn't he? So he he's like saying to Norrington's men, look, if you get me into this like cave, I will go in there, and then I will bring out Barbosa's men, and then you can attack him. But what he's really doing is something for his own gain, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's trying to get something back, isn't he? Yeah. On Barbosa. He, he wants the uh he wants the ship, doesn't he? He wants the black pearl. That that is his <laughs> objective, isn't it? He wants his he wants the black pearl back and um Yes. Yeah, so he goes um So he goes into the cave and you got uh, Barbosa's men they're just about to do this sacrifice and there's a funny thing here now isn't there where Jack turns up and it's like Barbosa's like oh man it's just like every damn time I'm about to do something Jack turns up and then Bob Jack goes to him Barbosa you can go ahead if you want but you might not want to do that and then Barbosa's like oh go on Jack what is it <laughs> says well <laughs> If you do that and then you, you you turn back into being like, is it mortal men? Then there's Norrington's ship outside that's going to kill you. So you might as well take them out first and then do your sacrifice, isn't it? So then he basically sets up this battle, doesn't he, between them. And yeah. Like I say, he's hoping that Norrington might get wiped out by, by Boson and then get the pearl back. Um. And now you get like a really good scene here, then you of the pirates now walking underwater on the oh, seabed. Oh, wow, yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So cool, and the other way I've done that. Yeah. And sort of climbing up all the ropes in the water, and you've got the moonlight sort of piercing through the, the ripples in the water. It's great, isn't it? Mm. Fantastic. So you've got this battle that's going on uh, on the, was it, Dauntless ship, and now Jack is in the cave with Will. Barbosa's basically got Will Turner, hasn't he? And um, Jack's basically says to him, then he? he says, you know, there's, it's like he comes out and says, I'm full of surprises, isn't it? You've got to look out for that surprise, isn't it? And then he chucks the sword to Will Turner and... Now Will's teamed up with Jack again, haven't they, to take on Barbosa? And now you've got yeah. like a sort of sword fight between Barbosa and Jack. Jack then cleverly was it they he he's fighting Barbosa, he's got a coin on him as well, hasn't he? So he's become cursed himself. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a clever sequence here, isn't it, where Jack throws the coin to Will. Will cuts his hand and he and he shoots Barbosa and Barbosa goes you should have saved that shot but then at the same time you know Will's chucked that coin into the treasure isn't he and then he's and then he looks down at himself and he goes <laughs> he, he don't know oh, what no. he's going to say do you? you think it's like <laughs> you think he's going to go oh yeah you know I feel good or he goes I feel old <laughs> <laughs> he just falls back onto the floor, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Yeah, and then he obviously, well, I suppose he doesn't die, does he? Because he's in one of the later films, but um, you're led to believe he dies. Yeah, they I think... Um, jump on the uh, earl, don't they? Yeah, you think he's dead, don't you? But he's he's basically been stopped, hasn't he? I think, and he obviously goes on to to live for the. Uh, you know, sorry for anybody who hasn't seen this film. A little spoiler there, but he does turn up for. Uh, I think it's the third instalment, isn't it? World mm. World's End. I think he turns up. And or is it, or is it the one when they're looking for the Fountain of the Youth? Oh. But anyway, he turns up later on. I think because yeah, if it becomes a, a goodie, doesn't he, in one of those films? Yeah, he do, definitely comes back as a goodie. Yeah, he's like a sort of anti-hero, isn't he? he turns out. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he's been stopped in this movie. You think he's dead? Um, so Elizabeth, at this time, she's. She's in an awkward place now, isn't it? Because she said she was going to ca- um, marry Norrington. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow's been captured now, hasn't he? Again, to, to be hung. So they get taken back to uh, Port Royal. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I always laugh at this bit as well because I just think that um, Will Turner looks like the one of the characters out of. Um, it's that hat he's wearing with a. <laughs> a musketeer or something is it the mouse out of um, what's that Disney movie uh, is it Shrek Shrek the one who's played by um, Bandera or the one who's vo- voiced by oh, Bandera it's a cat isn't it is it a cat yeah it's just got that yeah <laughs> <laughs> <He's> got... 
Pussing boots, that's yeah. <laughs> I could see you in one of those hats, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Big hat with a feather You've coming out. You've got one of those hats, haven't you? Oh, mate. <laughs> I could do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just made me laugh the first time I saw it. All of a sudden, you know, Will, Will's just got this outfit on, you know. <laughs> I know, he looks very majestic, doesn't he? Yeah. Sort of, like his status has gone up slightly from being this lowly blacksmith to, you know, I don't know what he is. He's, he's become kind of a bit more important than he used to be. Yeah, his status has gone up, you know. He's, he's turned into, like, Zorro or something like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So... You've got Jack who's about to be hung, and uh, obviously Will comes in and he helps him. And there's a clever bit here as well where I always find there's something that's happened at the beginning that happens at the end because at the beginning uh, Will uses a sword to stop Jack Sparrow from going out from his blacksmith. And he throws it, mm-hmm. and then at the end and. It, in this scene, he throws the sword, doesn't he, to stop Jack from getting killed? And because then yeah, Jack's, yeah, uh, he as he's, he stands on it, doesn't he? So then they manage to try and get away. But then they get, um, they get arrested, they get surrounded. But then this is where um, Elizabeth comes out and sort of expresses her undying love, doesn't she, for. Um, for Will, she said she wants to marry him, and yeah. and then as it turns out, it, she basically said that if it wasn't for Jack Sparrow, I wouldn't be alive, wouldn't it? So sometimes you do need um, a pirate, isn't it? And this is where yeah. Will, Will Turner basically comes yeah. out and says that you know I think she she basically says to him, you know you you are a pirate, you know some, some sometimes you do need a pirate to get things done. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he obviously, uh, Jack Sparrow, this makes me laugh. He goes, Oh, Elizabeth, I'm sorry, but I don't think it would have worked between us two. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. And as I said, and then he, and then he jumps. Yeah. <laughs> he jumps off the cliff. That's it. it? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, like, it's taking a chance jumping off that cliff. But like I say, before then, that's when he comes out with that line I said earlier, isn't it? Because everybody's talking, aren't they? And he just sort of stood on the side, and he just comes out and goes, "I can see, I can see a good thing here out of all this." <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> and then, and then that's where Norrington comes out and just—he he says another comment, then he? he? Goes, "Oh man, he is the worst pirate ever." And then, obviously, the bloke stood next to him and goes, "Yeah, yeah. Oh man, he's pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's that romantic scene at the end, isn't it, where they have a good kiss in the sunset and Norrington and um, her dad sort of look at her and walk off. And, and then, then that's it, isn't it? That's the Yeah. That's the end of the film. And Jack gets back onto the pearl, doesn't he, with his crew crew and then sets off and that's it, yeah, and then that's that's the movie, isn't it? So Yeah, it looks at his compass. Looks at his compass that doesn't put it in the right direction, does it? No, but that that like say that becomes apparent in the later movies, doesn't it? I think that's the Stranger Tides one, isn't it? To find the Fountain of Youth, I think. Yeah, it points points to some some treasure. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's got something to do with all the. Uh, I think it's the dead man's chest as well. I think because they, uh, as you find out later on, they need that, don't they, to try and locate it. Um, so yeah, I mean it's worth mentioning the sequels as well as you know it, the success of this movie spawned sequels, which did really well. Um, I think the film itself has taken a total gross of. billion dollars something ridiculous like that so yeah so it's gone from pirates movies not doing very well at all to like just becoming big business it's all sort of kicked off from it hasn't it really so yeah so yeah no it's 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 a it's a fun it's a fun movie and i've got to say it's probably my probably my favorite one the first one i think it just does everything you need it to do yeah um and i think the the clever thing about it is if, if it didn't do very well I'm glad it did, but if that was the only one, then it, it, it kind of tops and tails, doesn't it? You know, you kind of obviously got mm. backstories with these characters, but then if you never had another movie after this, you could probably just, uh, like a lot of these movies, you just probably just guess what, what, what the characters are going to do after this. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, you could just you could they could have just left it at that, couldn't they? That, yeah, that would have been a standalone film. But, um, so that's yeah. it, guys. Excellent um, film, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like I say we 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 went over that. There's an awful lot of quotes in this movie, which we probably haven't mentioned, but it, it, it's like I say, it, it's a good film. It's just a very very fast paced movie as well. Is it two and a half hours long? But it just doesn't, doesn't seem like yeah. that every time I watch it. So it's a proper sort of cosy Sunday afternoon movie, probably when it's raining outside or something like that. You know, to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with the yeah with a cup of tea, you know, and a couple of biscuits, you could sit there, can't you? Watch it. <laughs> um. I was thinking more <laughs> for a run, Dave. You know, and the old or a glass or a glass of wine. Yeah, well, yeah, a, a bit of a uh, bit of rum, Sailor Jerry's rum. Yeah, that's it. The old, uh, <laughs> the old onion bottles that they used to have, and they're really expensive now as well. Have you those old onion bottles? Had a look at those on the internet, and they're like oh, they're fortune. They're quite cool, aren't they? Those frosted glass ones. They yeah, on the that's beach. it. Yeah, cool. they're pretty good. Um, so there you go, guys. If um, I'm sure a lot of um, you guys that are listening to this have seen this movie, but there you go. That's that's. Uh, that's a Pirates of the Caribbean for a bite-sized cinema. Um, it's a movie I was going to do eventually. So what film are we going to do next then, Dave? So we're talking about um, Braveheart, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Braveheart. What a great film. Yeah, I think we should cover that one next, RJ. Yeah, I'd like to say we've got a couple of those in the line, haven't we? I think we got. Uh, we were talking about the 300 as well, weren't we? Um, so oh, yeah, yeah. Seem to be following a little bit of a theme here with the old swashbucklers. I think most of the most of the movies that we've spoken about have got something to do with a um, a sword <laughs> and a musket yeah. or whatever. Sword so, or some or kind some, of historical Something event, historical or <laughs> Bruce Willis trying to blow up an asteroid That's or whatever. Legends. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for coming on to the show today, mate. It's been good. That's all right, yeah. It was a pleasure, RJ. I love it. It's great. Yeah, it, it was good to have you on here, mate. Okay, then, guys. Well, um, go wrap the show up now. And as always, a little bit of admin for the show. I am a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network, so please go and check out all the other shows on there. 
Um, I've also got another show on the Legion Network, which is called the Mystery Vault Podcast, uh, where I talk about the unexplained and mysteries. Uh, my latest one is the Chariots of the Gods, and I'll soon be um, producing and publishing uh, the Nostradamus, so I'll be looking forward to that. And as I said, the, the next show, uh, for bite size for me, I'm going to be having Court Sipes on the show from Cinema Sipes, and we're going to be talking about uh, a movie from 1984 called Streets of Fire. So uh, look out for that, should be dropping this week as well. Uh, you can find uh, Bite Size Cinema and the Mystery Vault on uh, Legion podcast you can sit find it on itunes spotify uh, youtube and several other players on the internet and i've also got a facebook page where i'm most active so put anything on there any movie suggestions so there you go guys uh keep it bite-sized keep it safe and i'll see you soon this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.